0: welcome back to another episode of and then there were two now before y'all jump on me and start you know berating us life happened we went back to college so don't we, we've been away for a minute so don't 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 get at us like that let us live let us live but um happy to be back here as always with Seraphim again today no special guests so <laughs> you know it's good to be back you might as well just jump into it like i said we, we haven't been here for a minute man just what have you had going on, man? Talk, talk to me. What's been going on in your life? Because it's been a minute since we recorded. It's
1: been a lot. Uh, a lot's been going on, actually. I can't lie to you, man. It's been with COVID, with school, with everything that's just been happening in the real world. It's just been, it's just been uh, crazy. So I, I can say that you know I've been doing good in my classes. I, I got on the president's list for the first time. So there you go. You know, there you go. Give Black myself a little... <laughs> give myself a little pat on the back for that and we've just been fighting uh, as you know i'm the vice president of our student government association so we've just been fighting on behalf of the students for covid and just trying to get things done and things of that nature but here i am today you know i'm sitting in a student lounge and it's, life is good i can say that
0: <laughs> there you go man a lot of y'all don't know um it's a little inside joke of ours, a little friend group. We call it Sarah from the Mayor. I mean, because when I tell you this, this man is it, like you said, he's the vice president. He's on the president's list. It, it, he, he's tapped in around campus, like he's he's doing his thing. That's the mayor. It's the hey, mayor of Coca hey, right hey, there. Hey, so hey, keep it down, you know. keep
1: it down, man. Keep it down. <laughs> <laughs> you well, know, how you
0: shots. Big shots out to that, but um, man, I, I've been maintaining. Um, you know, just trying to like you said, ma- or. Navigate through COVID, um, and just you know, keep, keep keep my keep my head in the right place. Really, you know, it's just like life gets rough with COVID because it's like you know, it's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of ch- quick changes and changing factors. So it's like you know, it's just a lot of adjusting to get to get through. But for the most part, man, we just been up here at school, working out. Um, our season officially starts tomorrow. Today is the the 28th for this will probably come out sometime around this relative, but today is the 28th. Our season starts the 29th. We start practice and stuff like that. So we just moved into our lockers um, and stuff like that. And we're, we're just, we're getting ready to go. You know, like I said, I I personally last semester, I had a really good semester school wise, my GPA rose. So that was a big thing for me. Yes,
1: sir. Amen.
0: No, no idea how I pulled it out, but we did it. (laughs) 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 We did it. But, um, you know that happened, uh and just we're, we're trying to get, transition back into school. I don't know I ended up upon like a little injury, but you know hey, we're all good. My Achilles almost fell off the bone two weeks ago, but we're we're back.
1: We're back. Whoa, 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 What you we're mean? Back. Fell
0: off the bone? <laughs> some PD <PD-tab> type stuff. <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't that bad, man. It was the way the way Sam explained it. And Sam is our athletic trainer, but the way he explained it to me was like my soleus muscle. Because there's there's two muscles for your There's The big muscle that's like You know, in the front and it's what everybody feels and sees. Then there's a muscle behind it, uh, the soleus muscle. And that one was like, when that gets tight, it's kind of hard to get to because obviously it's behind the bigger muscle. So it's like, it's only certain entry points that you can get to it. And um, I am not the most flexible guy in the world. Mm. I'm I'm not the best stretcher. Mm. So I, I tend to be very, very tight. And I guess it's just old age and bad habits finally caught up to me. This fall oh. and this spring. So you yeah, old age. I, bro, hey, football, football takes some life off your years now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the crowd that, man. <laughs> Please.
0: <laughs> Sheesh. But um, yeah, we I just been in the training room getting that, you know, worked out. And like I said, we're ready to go full speed back tomorrow and get back to it. So just happy to be out here, man. Of course, of course. Like you said, life is good. Life is good. Can't
1: complain. That's that's the motto, man. That's the motto. So I I got a question for you, Kenny. What's up? You you talked about how you're going back into football. You know, obviously your season got postponed from fall to spring. Can you talk about how, basically, what type of COVID restrictions you have going on? Give the little audience a little insight on what it's like to be a student athlete, specifically a football player in this time. So for us, and I mean,
0: I I don't know if, as the viewers know, I go to Bridgewater College, a small D- D3 institution. It's in um, Bridgewater, Virginia. But it's it's worlds different from the bigger programs like the Carolinas and the Dukes and the, you know what I'm saying, the Wake Forest of the world. Like, it's, it's worlds different because all last semester we didn't test, like, we didn't have surveillance testing and we didn't have, you know, weekly testing for athletes and whatnot. It was just kind of like, yo, if you have symptoms... Get out of here! Like, don't come, don't come back, <laughs> you know. But I mean, this semester it's a lot different. There's a lot more structure because they're trying to play sport, or you know, what I'm saying seasons. And we've got surveillance testing for the whole school. So, like, every I think it's two or three days, ten percent of the student body will be randomly selected. They'll have to get tested for COVID, and um, the school's doing that. So it's all it's all free through the school. And then for athletes, athletes get tested three times a week once they're in season. So, you know, there's that. There's a lot of, like, policing as far as trying to keep athletes in a bubble and not really, you know, discouraging athletes from going off campus, whether that's even just to get small stuff like food, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. They have people, or you can have people do it for you if you, you know, want them to do that for you. But it's just different because, like you said, there's, there's a lot of abnormalities, you know, in years past. Like, if you you play football, Sarah, if you know the locker room was one of the most sacred. And, you know, that's one of the places that you bond the most at. Is, yeah. I'm
1: you know. back in my, back in my JV days. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> the, the locker room is the locker room.
0: <laughs> it's us go be the locker room wherever you go. But it's, it's like, we can't even, they, they've told us that we can't be in there for more than 15 minutes now. So basically you have to get in, get changed and get out. Um, you know, you can't really just lounge around like you used to. I know that used to be one of my favorite, post-practice, cracking jokes and acting a fool, man. Like, it's just, that, that's the place that you really, like, you know what I'm saying, get close to your your teammates. People always talk about you get close to them on the field, and I mean, you do. You get close to them on the field, off the field, but the locker room was, like, a key place, and they're they're kind of taking that away from us, but not really, if that makes sense. So, I don't know, man. I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm happy that we're getting close to pulling us off. Granted, we still got four weeks for our first game, so A lot could go wrong, but a lot could go right at the same time. So I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. Not looking forward to getting my nose jabbed three times a week, but, (laughs) you know, (laughs) we're here, man. But how about yourself? I don't know. Are y'all running track this spring? Like, what's up? Talk
1: to me about that. So it's really at the beginning of January, we were really excited because we knew we were going to have a season. But now it's very up in the air. It's leaning more towards that we are going to have a season. And for the audience that does not know, I run track and field, specifically the hurdles at Coker University. And it's wild because it really changed on its head, basically. Like we had a schedule come out with all of the track meets that we had going on. We were actually going to run a meet um, two weeks ago, two weekends ago. But... JDL, uh, which is one of the inside or indoor facilities in North Carolina, they the person ahead of all of the meets actually shut down, shut it down for the entire year. And it wasn't actually COVID related. He had an emergency, some sort of emergency. So, you know, that's where it was like, okay, because that's where we run our conference championships. That's where we go almost every weekend when we want to do something. So now we had to figure out some other facilities that would take us, Uh, some, some institutions were charging, they were taxing like crazy, man. They were trying to make up that money because, you know, spectators aren't allowed anymore. So we weren't even going to go there. We don't have it. We don't have too much funding. And so it's really been all uh, a lot of it in the air. However, we have settled down on, you know, we're going to have two outdoor meets in Mm -hmm. like an indoor season and which, which is going to be really cold. It's called polar bear meets. We hate them, but, hey, running <laughs> running is running at the end of the day. And we are going to be tested. You talked about you tested three times a, a week. Jesus, uh, we're only going to be tested once a week, once every two weeks at uh, at worst. So it's really been a lot of adjusting going on. We've been practicing with the mindset that we are going to run, and that's where I'm going to keep practicing for because if there's no competition, then it's really – you're not – you're not really practicing towards something you can't show off all of that hard work. So we, the well, team, the team just kept that mindset that we will be running soon and hopefully that does come to fruition.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I, I, like, you, you touched on like us practicing and like, you know, if there's no competition and it kind of feels like it's, you know, a lost opportunity. Yep. Um, I definitely agree with that. And I mean, I know a lot of players have been feeling that way, but that's kind of been the biggest challenge for us as far as the team. It's just like looking at it like, okay, so if something does go wrong, we end up just practicing for the spring or, you know what I'm saying? It's just another extra year of practice. It was just an extra year to get better. And that's kind of what I've been, you know, preaching to myself and I'm preaching to like the younger guys that, you know, I kind of talk to and try to not necessarily mentor. I mean, we're in college we're growing men at the end of the day. So it's not necessarily mentoring, but, you know, just kind of like teaching,
1: just get past them some knowledge. You know, like, Kenny, I I think you're describing um, mentoring, but I'm gonna let you finish. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. (laughs) But nah, it's just kind of like, you know,
0: just keeping a mindset of like, hey, if it doesn't come now, at the end of the day, I'm still trying to get better in any way I can. So, you know, it's just kind of like just, it's it's COVID sports. There's no other way to put it, bro. It's just COVID sports. You know things are gonna happen, mistakes gonna be made, but at the end of the day, we're doing what we love, so that yeah, that I that's that. a plus. That's a plus. But um, let's talk about fantasy basketball because uh, okay, so for the viewers, a little a little bit of a backstory. I first started playing fantasy basketball uh, two years ago with Seraph and the the guys and. I don't know. If, was it y'all first time too, or uh, have y'all done it before?
1: Two years ago, definitely my first time.
0: Yeah, so we all played for the first time two years ago, and if if anybody knows me, you know I'm like the biggest football guy. Love football to death, and I can tell you anything about anything regarding football. Like that's that that's bread and butter right there. Basketball, however. Not necessarily my strong. I I love I love basketball. I love watching it. I love playing it. You know what I'm saying. Big LeBron James fan. Like that's that's my guy right there. Clearly, (laughs) but as far as like the the outside of the star players, I know I'm not gonna say I know nothing, but God, I'm bad at fantasy basketball. Like it's the first year. It was like I didn't keep up with my lineups, so I was like, you know, that's kind of why I'm you know. One and whatever, like losing all my games. Flat, fast forward to this year, I keep up with my lineups. I'm one and four right now. I I lost to a guy in fantasy basketball by 500 points. That's pretty. That's pretty hard to do. That, that's pretty hard to do. <laughs> and I lost by 500. <laughs> because like for me, man, it's just like if we're, like I said, if we're playing football, I can like. I'm I'm really good with knowing like who's like you know the unpredictable players, the role players, and just like the wild card guys. But basketball, man, if it's not a familiar name, bro, I have no idea, like what to even where to even start. But I beat Seraphim, so I mean, it, my my season's <sighs>
1: That's
0: all wow. I need. That's all I need.
1: You know. <laughs> you know, you, Kenny. You know what that reminds me of. What that reminds me of that, that <laughs> one season where Georgia Tech beat Florida State on like that blocked field goal. So they uh-huh. went, they went like two and 10, and the only uh, team they really beat was that number four ranked Florida State. And that's exactly what it's like here <laughs> because it made hey. no sense to me, Kenny. It made no <laughs> sense to me how you managed to beat me of all teams in the how do you lose by 500 points and then beat me? And not only did you beat me, you beat me by eight points.
0: Hey man, it was a grinded out kind of victory. Shout out, shouts out to uh, who was it? Oh, I got, I got, I got CJ McC- I think it was CJ McCollum with them clutch free throws. It, shouts out, shouts out to CJ though.
1: It it literally went to the last possible minute. Like I was watching the game, waiting for you to lose. And you know what's the crazier part <laughs> about that whole thing, Kenny? What right. I was going to pick up somebody to beat you, but I didn't want to drop Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know
0: much about the role players, but I do know Eric Gordon is droppable, extremely droppable.
1: So that's what's really throwing me off. the The one thing that I do like about fantasy basketball when compared to fantasy football is that fantasy football is really once a week, while fantasy basketball really allows you to learn all of these different players that you would have never heard of before because you really got to be active every single day in order to pick up matchups, know who plays today, know who plays tomorrow. So it's really a highly, highly competitive league and people need to know who they're picking up or they don't even have to know who they're picking up. They just have to know who has the most games that week (laughs) at the end of the day. And, And one thing that really throws it off this season it's just how many games are being postponed. Woo-hoo.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. There was one time, and I, I kid you not, I had a full slate of games. And like like you said before, knowing who plays games win is very, very important. I have not mastered that yet. So there will be times where I have two players playing, and my opponent will have, like, six or seven. <laughs> like, there's, there's no chance of me winning that. But – the most heartbreaking feeling is when you have a full set of games and you check later on that day and you have three players that are playing on the same team or the teams that are playing each other. And you see that little PPD in the corner. <laughs> 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 and your opponent, all his players are playing that night. It, it's, it's so demoralizing, bro. It's so demoralizing. It's just like it's it's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. You just got to – it's just – like I said, this might this might be my last who I'll play in fantasy basketball. Man. Fantasy f- fantasy football. I'm great at man. Granted, coming in coming in second two years in a row. I did come in second by the way.
1: Just
0: for the hey, viewers, shout I, out I, I, shout I out
1: to that boy. Shout out to him.
0: We're nope. we're not we're not we're Can not. say the Kieran name? Say the name. Say the name. We're not, <laughs> say we're say we're not name. <laughs> that man out. No. <laughs> shout <laughs> no. out Kieran <laughs>
1: Bailey. He pulled off the inevitable. I'll give you. Hold on. Let me just take ten seconds out of the day. Kieran. He started out 0-5 in fantasy football. There was 13 games in regular season. He started out 0-5, sneaked into the playoffs as a 7-6 team. So he went on like a a seven-game win streak. And then not only beat um, Kenny, who was the person that he beat in the first round? He beat Josh. Josh's team was really good, too. He beat the two major competitors in our fantasy uh, league. Like, they've been demolished. Kennedy and Josh have been demolishing teams all season. And somehow, Kieran, hey, I have to give him a shout-out, man. That's that's the David versus the two Goliaths he pulled through. So, say it on air, Kenny. Say the name.
0: Now, here's what I'm going to say about that situation, oh okay?
1: <laughs> here's what I'm going to say.
0: <laughs> K- Kieran must be living right. You know, he he, he might be. He, he got to be living right with the Lord because you know as well as I know <laughs> Losing Alvin Kamara, Tyreek Hill, and who else did I lose? I lost, like, three or four key players that scored a lot of points that week. Just because, like, well, Alvin Kamara had COVID, so, I mean, that was kind of, like, inevitable. But Tyreek Hill was just resting. It was a lot of players that were just resting. And I just, like, you know, because, like, if, if you were to look at the, the score for the week before, I was up by, like, I think 10 or 15. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I did what I had to do. And then the last week when all my players were out and I'm trying to work the waiver wires and God knows the waiver wires at the end of the oh year. My oh, Gar- my garbage. God.
1: Garbage.
0: Like, ask anybody in the league, man. I, I did not make a single trade all year. I rarely picked up people from the waiver. The, the main I picked up two players from the waiver. I picked up Chase Claypool and I regretted that one because that man was God awful after Ooh. that one week. He spazzed, and then after that, he just never could score more than nine points.
1: Hey, just like the rest of the Steelers, man, it was looking bad.
0: Ooh, <sighs> frauds, but
1: <laughs> it, it just,
0: it. I mean, he he did do his thing. I'll give him that. He came back and won. But let's not act like he didn't have any hope. That's all I'm saying. Let's not act like he didn't have tremendous hope.
1: <sighs> hey, a W is a W for that guy. Hey, so. And who, who, who's the person that has to buy donuts for us? Coley? Coley? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not even... Already <laughs> Coley Kilpatrick? <went off>, <laughs> I already went off on that, man, in a previous episode. I'm not going to do it again. But Coley, last place in fantasy football. About to be last place in fantasy basketball. You know, sometimes... Coley, Coley. <laughs> You could buy donuts twice. <laughs> sometimes you are given a sign that you're not good at something and you, you got to stop... And, you know, Coley, I think you're getting that sign. So wh- whenever oh, you get man. the chance to just just delete the app, you know, just just <laughs> for the goodness of your conscience, okay? <laughs> that man said retire. <laughs> Expeditiously. But that's all I have to say on that.
0: Man, listen, Coley, rise Donuts, they got that donut with the piece of bacon in the middle. Grab one of those. <laughs> the chat needs that. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> the chat needs that. But, um, yeah, like I was saying, man, fantasy football is great, it, but it's heartbreaking coming in second two years in a row. Because, like, the first year I lost the court, and we were playing for money that year, I think, right? Were we?
1: Um, We don't play for money. We're college athletes. You're right. We were. We were playing for fucking
0: uh, push-ups. Yeah, push-ups. You're right. <laughs> push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we, we played the first year and our – Excuse me two years ago, and I came in second, and I almost had him. It, I feel like it was the same situation, which is why honestly, like I don't know who's the commissioner, but let's let's shorten the league year because the, the last what week 16, and 17. 17, yep. The the worst week in football, the worst. I agree. Like, I get it, I, I get it. We're resting players because we think we have playoff chances and Let's be real, man. If it's not Patrick Mahomes, like you, you don't really need to arrest anybody, bro. We all know Pat we all know Patrick Mahomes is walking walking into the Super Bowl from here on out. I uh, I don't see anybody stopping them. And it, we'll we'll go ahead and jump into the Super Bowl right now. As a matter of fact, since we're talking about it, how do you feel about the Super Bowl? How do you feel about the playoffs? How do you feel about how everything played out?
1: I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to, you know, I have a very particular pet peeve and when it comes to classroom discussions we have uh every time somebody says something that you agree with another person jumps in and says I'm piggybacking off what you say I do that Mm -hmm. all the time even though I don't like it but in this situation I'm going to piggyback off what you said Kenny in regards to Patrick Mahomes that Uh man that man in the in the words of the great Stephen A. Smith that's a bad man all right that he Cannot be stopped. That offense, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. We're talking Le'Veon Bell. He doesn't even touch the. He doesn't even need to touch the field because they just. Exactly. he just do so much without him, and everybody else that's on there. They, their offense is unstoppable. It's it's literally unstoppable. Exactly. It's up there with the two thousand Rams. You know the the greatest show on turf. It's up there with Dan Marino's Dolphins. There's, the offense is just unstoppable. And all the Kansas City defense needs to do is just get an occasional stop from, from time to time. Because every time Patrick Mahomes has the ball, you just, you just assume it's seven points on the board.
0: Without a doubt, you're getting points out of it. And like I, I was talking about, um, because we, we had a little discussion about who would win. Like it was the quarterbacks and the quarterback coach. We had a little discussion about who would win. And, you know, we were talking about teams and stuff. And, like, everybody's saying, oh, um, who did they play? The Bills? Yep. Yeah, they were, st- they were saying, like, oh, the Bills are going to win. Josh Allen's at a third. And I was like, man, I don't know if y'all, like, are familiar with what Patrick Mahomes does. If Patrick Mahomes is, like, remotely healthy, that offense is not fair. Mm. It's 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 cheating. It is cheating because this he puts the ball wherever he wants to, um, in the pocket, on the run, under duress. The ball is going where Patrick Mahomes wants the ball to go. Without a doubt. And yeah. then it's just kind of like, you know, they, they pepper him, they they throw it down the field, all this kind of stuff, and then boom. They end up at like the two-yard line, just hand the ball to somebody, let them run in. Simple. It's just
1: like you can't stop it. You can't. No matter
0: what you think, you cannot
1: stop it. I, I couldn't imagine being the the coaches right now, the defensive coordinators trying to plan game plan around Patrick Mahomes. I I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel bad, <laughs> but it's just not going to be pretty. I don't think the Super Bowl, but I take that back. I actually do think the Super Bowl would be pretty close. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, last year, when Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs went up against the 49ers, I didn't think that was going to be particularly close. However, they did pull it off. I want to mm-hmm. see Tom Brady win another ring. He's, hey. I don't. But, mm. All respect to him, okay? I'm not a big fan of Tom Brady, Kenny. You know, he cheated our Panthers back in 03-04, but... Tell me about it. Let bygones be bygones. (laughs) This man is in the sport of football, the most uh, variable uh, sport in the entire nation, and he's made it to 10 Super Bowls and has a chance to win another ring? He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT.
0: Let me be honest. I'm a Tomlinson Swift here. I quite frankly don't care about Tom Brady. I hope they lose forty to zero. Okay. I hope Patrick Mahomes goes out and plays the game of his life, puts up seventy points. I, I just Tom Brady, man. It's just kind of like it's one of those things where it's like you it, come like just why, why are you always here, just messing stuff up? Like the the world wanted to see Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes. The world wanted to see it. I don't know who, what world you're in, but I definitely and wanted the, to see. because it's just like for me, and like I get it, man. He wins all the time. He's always there, you know. But this particular instance, like this, the the NFC Championship game they just played in, that defense stepped up. Okay, we we can't lament over the fact that they stepped up and they helped because people seem to, you know, often glaze over. Tom Brady had, what was it, three interceptions in that second half. Granted, without his explosion in the first half, I'm not taking anything away from him. Without that explosion in the first half, they might not have been in that position. It might have been ugly from the start, but they exploded, they got ahead early, and they maintained the lead because the defense stepped up. Kudos to that. But let's not skip over the fact that this man got help in the second half. He should not be where he is right now. He should not.
1: Listen, Kenny, Kenny, that's truly unfair because unlike basketball, football, you can only control what side of the field you're on. So Tom Brady can really only control the offense. His defense is good. Duh, you can't win a football game. You can't go to a championship without having a good defense. He wouldn't even be in the playoffs. No team would be in the playoffs without a good defense. Just look at the the Buffalo Bills. You think it's cause simply cause of Josh Allen that the Buffalo Bills made it to the AFC Championship game? Come on, be be realistic. And I, not to go off on like a tangent or anything like that, but I'm sorry, I really don't know what people see in Josh Allen. I, I, he's been doing good a couple of games, but I really think that has been a fluky, fluky few uh, stretch. You know, there's no there's no way this man can go around next year. Watch, there's no way he's gonna be 300. Uh, yards per game, four TDs, all these rushing yards. I just, I don't see it. But back to the original point. Look at it like this, right? Tom Brady is in his 10th Super Bowl. He is a 40-something years old. He left New England Patriots, a team known for their sustained success, a dynasty. He went to a new team, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers that have not been to the Super Bowl since, what, Oh four. 04? Since 2004, and in his first year, his first year with practically the same team. Obviously, they added Antonio Brown, but he didn't even play an NFC Championship game. In his first year, he brought that team who was under the spell of Jameis Winston and in his inconsistent play. Don't, he don't do Jameis like, like that. And no, no, no Jameis slander. Play. The no, thir- James. Come Slanders on now, thirty prosper. TDs, thirty intercepts. Come on now. Anyway, thirty TDs and five thousand anyway. yards. Anyway, five K. Anyway, are doing that. He gives the ball up too many times. But anyway, he took that team that was under the spell of the inconsistent Jameis Winston, and he turned them into Super Bowl contenders. In one year, he made it to the Super Bowl in one year after being uh, seen as somebody who was washed up. Not even Bill Belichick wanted him anymore. The Patriots didn't believe in him. And here he is, the sixth-round pick. Somebody... I'm not personally a fan of, but I respect everything that he has attributed to the game. I respect his success. I respect his greatness. The greatest of all time player in the NFL has brought this team at 40 something years old to the Super Bowl. And I really I, I'm cheering for them. I hope they win. Now, on the other side, we have Patrick Mahomes. I'm a huge fan of Patrick Mahomes. He's a beast. But I truly hope that Tampa Bay wins this game because it will be something for the ages in terms of legacy, in terms of impact on a game. Tom Brady will be up there, up there with the greats, regardless of sport.
0: That, that was an excellent soapbox moment, an excellent monologue. And I give you credit for that. I really do. But. But. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still sticking to what I said. I hope they lose by fifty. I hope it gets bad. I hope it gets bad. I I, I just he wins too much for me.
1: He wins too much. He wins
0: too much. <laughs> he does. He's he's way too consistent. Like it's just it's it's three things that are starting to life. taxes, death, and Tom Brady going to the Super Bowl. And I hate that third fact. I hate it because <laughs> he's always there, bro. You. Like like that meme that's going on on Twitter, man. How does he keep getting away with this? How does he
1: keep getting away with this?
0: How does he keep getting away with this, bro? Like, I, I you know what? But stick on, stick on the topic of football before we get out of here. Um, Deshaun Watson. Now, over this, the, this course of this, you know, new year offseason, uh, well, offseason for them because their season ended early. Obviously, they won like three games. Didn't even get close to getting the playoffs. They're, that's a bad franchise, but uh, Deshaun, Deshaun's growing unhappy with the franchise, and rightfully so. Uh, you've had a lot of veteran players that were there before, you know. A lot of the, their franchise legends, such as Andre Johnson. But People seem to forget Andre Johnson was literally the best receiver in the league at one point. Oh, yeah, he was. Like Andre Johnson's talent was unmatched, but it faded into the dark because he was in that abyss of uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that abyss of an organization. Houston, it's just I don't know, look, I don't know what's going on in Houston, I'm not an insider, I'm not there I can't teleport, but from the looks of it, it seems like every good player that's there and, you know, is there for I guess their rookie contract, maybe a, another extension or whatever, but they want to get out after some point I um, Hopkins they want to get out after some point and, you know kudos to Deshaun Watson because he's sticking to his guns now, he's He's pulling the NBA move. He's he's holding out, and I really like that because it, it's you know it's it's a it's a new era. It should stop you know kind of like just going with it and then you know just take ownership and control of what you want to do. Like at the end of the day, Deshaun's one of the most prolific quarterbacks in the league. So you know for him to be mistreated like that and like for them to not surround him and not even consult him when it comes to like hiring new personnel, you would think you like uh, Tom Brady, man. And I hate this guy, but. You you think people are going or not people? You think organizations are going to hire coaches and you know new GMs? Not saying that they ever needed that with Tom Brady because they win so much, but say he was in that position, you think they would do it without consulting him?
1: Definitely not. You, you get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's kind of
0: like to to do that to your franchise quarterback. He's got every right to one out, and to you know sweeten the deal a little bit. The Panthers are an aggressive contender to get him. <laughs> and you know what? I'm sick of seeing that guy with two goldsmith quarterbacks. So. <laughs> We need to send the kitchen sink to Houston. <laughs> we need to send the kitchen sink because I need to see Deshaun Watson, the Panthers jersey, throwing the DJ Moore, uh, Robbie Anderson. Hopefully, we can either resign Taylor Moten and resign Kirk Cole, one of the two. That offense is prolific, and we're literally just missing a quarterback as that, far as the Panthers go.
1: That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. And as a Panthers fan, you know, somebody who's been in and out of watching games this past few years due to, you know, just. A lack, of interest, <laughs> a lack of interest in Teddy Two Gloves. But <laughs> Hashtag NFL Red Zone gang. <laughs> but the thing, about, the thing about that whole situation is that Bob McNair, the Houston Texans owner, was actually mm-hmm. someone... Do you remember when he said the comments of something about the inmates are running the prison? Something of that nature?
0: Yeah, I remember that. He uh-huh. and,
1: and the odds are that Deshaun Watson, somebody, the, the quarterback for that organization... Is right. the quote-unquote inmate that was described by Bob McNair, and now he's using his leverage and he's using his influence as a a star player in this league to take what he wants and get out of Houston. It's amazing, Kenny. You know I'm all about player empowerment. I'm all about everything that the NFL or the NBA players doing. I'm all about putting that in the NFL because they put too, they put their bodies on the line for not as much as they are worth they are they put on a spectacle they are modern day gladiators you know they sacrifice everything for their team they sacrifice their health their future and they just don't have as much as they should they don't have as big as a share in the NFL as NBA players have in the NBA so to see Deshaun Watson masterly pull off this move he didn't he It wasn't even something that was causing a lot of drama, a la the James Harden situation. He was just somebody that was just doing his thing. He was, he was uh, working with the coach, Bill O'Brien, until he got fired, of course. And he just said, you know, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And here we are today where this is actually a, a trade threat that is being taken seriously. And I hope that Houston respects him and his wishes, I hope that they put him on a team where he can be successful. And I truly, you know, between me and you, I truly hope that team is Carolina. But regardless Mm -hmm. of, you know, what team it is, I hope it's a team that he, Deshaun Watson himself, wants to be on. You know, whether that's the New York Jets, the Miami Dolphins, as as said in reports, just put him on a team where he wants to be on because of everything that he sacrificed for your organization in these past four years. I agree,
0: man. I, th- I think you know it- it's indebted to Deshaun Watson to get what he wants at this point in his career. Like you said, he's at some point you just got you get tired of losing. He's dealt with a poor franchise, poor supporting cast, and losing entirely too long. You know, now with that being said, I have no idea on God's green earth why his destination would be the New York Jets. I don't. I can't <laughs> figure that out to save my life. But <laughs> you know, I mean, like you like you said, if it if it makes him happy. It makes him happy. I love seeing Deshaun Watson play. I've loved his game since Clemson. Um, I do think that Carolina got washed that one that 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 championship game with that mm. onside kick. But uh, we're we'll speed past that. You know, we won't talk about that this this episode.
1: I'll never forget that man, <laughs>
0: <laughs> bro. I'm sitting. Oh my gosh, have my mom. Were, my, my mom went to Carolina. You know, she's the biggest UNC fan in the entire world. Mm. We're sitting in the living room in disbelief. Complete this week. because what, what, Why? Let's, I'm not going on a tangent. I'm not doing it. Hey, I'm but not l- doing it.
1: Look at us now. Look, look at UNC now on the Mac Brown, man. You're We're right. coming back. We're coming back.
0: You know what I'm saying? I'm calling it now. I'm putting it, on, I'm putting it on wax. UNC is going to the college football playoffs next year. Sam Howell might win the Heisman. Oh. That I'm, put, I'm putting it on wax. That, that's a hot it. take now. <laughs> I'm putting it on way. wax. I believe. I believe. We, we've, got, we've got the tools and the talent to do it.
1: Absolutely. And we, we'd put up a bigger fight than, uh, than Notre Dame. I'll, I'll tell you that right now.
0: Yes. Uh, message to the, the, the football, the college football committee please stop trying to force Notre Dame on us. Please. We're tired of seeing them get beat every year in the first round. Just <laughs> let it go. Let it go. They're, they're not what you think they are. I promise. But um, but um, yeah. I mean that, that's that's gonna be the conclusion, man. Uh, any anything else that you want to talk about today? All right, we didn't touch on, you know, uh, it, it's first episode back.
1: I I, I did want wanna record I did want to touch on you know just a little bit of what's been going on in the real world. Uh huh. A lot of things have been shaken up in the stock market. You know, we're talking about GameStop going crazy, AMC going crazy. Uh, bed, Bath and Beyond going crazy. And I just wanted to let everyone know that I am extremely happy that our generation is looking at the stock market. This is not investing. You know, this is according to Benjamin Graham. This is actually speculating. You, you have a high chance of losing your money if you play this, this dangerous game with GameStop. But I'm happy to know that we are taking the initiative into our own hands to start making money for ourselves rather than let these billionaires take advantage of what we're doing. We're using the same tools, we're playing the same game, and we are all taking advantage of the greatest wealth building tool in the, in in the world and that is the stock market. I say right, that man. to say I say that to say please focus on your long-term stuff. You know, you know now a little bit about the stocks, but I want you to make sure that you do your research, look at index funds specifically, look at Roth IRA, which is R-O-T-H-I-R-A. Just make sure that you are building something that will be sustainable while you do the other things that you want to do in your life. And this grows in the background. Let your money work for you. And just make sure that you do the research since you have you, you, you dip your toe in the water. But now it's time to jump all in. It's time to start learning. We got a lot of ways to go. And that's a short message that I really wanted to say because right. I want everyone to take advantage of this opportunity. Once again, you dip your toe in the water, but it's time to jump all in and just learn about how we can build up. That's all I have to say.
0: Whew, that's a word right there. And Y'all
1: wonder why we call him the professor, man. Y'all wonder why we call him the,
0: <laughs> the mayor, the professor. He does it all. You got to stop. You got to stop. That's it all. <laughs> but no like i said man this is this has been another episode of in number two um i'm gonna be real with y'all i don't know when we'll record again i don't because it, life's getting happy like i said we're both playing sports uh hopefully and you know if everything goes to plan COVID wise and us keeping like up to date uh you know we we might not be here for a minute now granted a lot of things are happening and we'll we'll keep tally up and we'll write them down put them in the back of our mind but you know don't don't think this podcast is ever going to just stop like happening like we might we might fall off for a month or two we, we might will, fall off amen we'll bounce we back come back mm-hmm. though best believe Best best believe this just is, like Tom we're Brady. here to yep. stay we're here to stay but um <laughs> uh it, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening <laughs> <laughs> oh man thank you guys for listening though we appreciate you as always I'm Kenny here with Seraphin, and we're out